You talking about football? Yeah, football, NFC North. Let's talk football. Welcome back, everybody. This is Headed North, an NFC North podcast, and I am your host, Detron. Now, look, we are going to be bouncing all over with the topics for this week's episode, so make sure you guys are buckled up. We're going to be talking draft locations, two of the cities out of the NFC North are going to be hosting cities for the draft in 2024 and 2025. We're also going to be talking about OTAs getting started, who's doing what and what we're excited about. We're also asking the question first up in the show, is Jared Goff a top 10 quarterback? Don't hate just yet. Just hear out the case before you guys start making a decision on whether or not you feel like he is top 10. Uh, We're touching on Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, all of it coming up on the show uh, right after our sponsor. And the sponsor for this week is the same sponsor that was last week and the week before and the week before that because we love their support. Our sponsor for today's show is OffRackShop.com. OffRackShop.com is an online thrift store. They have men and women's clothing, shoes, accessories, and more. So if you haven't already, check out our description down below or our show notes. You can find a code for 15% off your next order at OffRackShop.com. All right, so we are going to start with the Detroit Lions this week. One thing I want to note right up front, Detroit is going to be the hosting city for the 2024 NFL Draft. That is going to be so cool to have the draft back home in Michigan. I'm going to love the fact that me and my buddies are going to be checking out that draft. But it leads me into a topic that I think is going to be very important come 2024. And that is the future of Jared Goff. Now, there's so much that's still left to be determined in 2023. But I want to pose this question to you. Is Jared Goff a top 10 quarterback? I'm going to pause there for a second. I'll give you a chance to run through the list of quarterbacks that you got in your head right now that you think are better than Jared Goff. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you guys about what Cody Benjamin over at CBS Sports said about his NFL QB rankings and who he believes are top 10. First, I'll tell you that Jared Goff did not crack the top 10 in quarterbacks in his power rankings coming into this upcoming year. Jared Goff is actually number 13 on that list, which I don't necessarily agree with, but let me run them down for you. You tell me your thoughts. So of course, first and foremost is Patrick Mahomes. Everybody knows that Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, which I don't disagree necessarily with those top five. Aaron Rodgers, despite who he is, he's still better than Jared Goff at the moment. Lamar Jackson. Then it gets a little shaky. Trevor Lawrence is in at number eight. Dak Prescott is in at number nine. So here's where I have a bit of a dispute. So Cody Benjamin put Deshaun Watson at number 10, Kirk Cousins at number 11, and Brock Purdy at number 12. Look, Brock had a cool year last year. I'm not saying that he didn't. But really, number 12 in the power rankings over... Jared Goff and and other people, by the way. So Brock Purdy, better than Jared Goff, uh, better than Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Tua Tagovailoa, Matthew Stafford, who's only what like two years removed from winning the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. There's so many people on this list, and somehow, some way, uh, they put Kirk Cousins, 
Brock Purdy and Deshaun Watson at 10, 11, and 12 on the power rankings. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I can't, I can't get with it. I'm not saying that, that Jared Goff should be in the top 10 in the power rankings for this year, although I think there is a case that could be made. But I do not believe that I would, I wouldn't take Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins, or a very recent Deshaun Watson over um, Jared Goff. I just can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. Kirk Cousins is like the definition of average. Brock Purdy is an amazing story, but could just be that. And then Deshaun Watson has just looked like the worst deal ever for the Cleveland Browns. And for his sake, I hope that turns around, but who knows? Uh, I'm just saying that Jared Goff last year played like a top 10 quarterback. And if consistency can be on his side, Going into that draft in 2024, the Lions are going to have to make a decision on whether or not they sign him into a big deal and we keep Hinden Hooker on the bench as our growth uh, talent or if they go in a different direction, maybe Hinden Hooker's it, maybe getting a quarterback in 2024. Uh, but I just think that Jared Goff is probably number 11, borderline top 10 quarterback right now in the NFL. In other news in Detroit, David Montgomery feels a bit slighted by the Chicago Bears. There was some reports out uh, that David Montgomery said playing in Chicago sucked all the fun out of football because they kept losing so much. He's like, he's an ultimate competitor. Those are some spicy words, David. Now, look, I know you've got, uh, you got a little bit of fire under you coming from Chicago, coming to Detroit, getting a new contract. Chicago wanted to sign you. It just did work out, whatever the deal was. But I like the fire that you're bringing. You're going to come out and you're going to give your full effort against Chicago because we need to beat them this year. I've got us beating them one out of two, but it'd be really nice if David Montgomery can come out, have big games in those, especially when he's publicly blasting his previous team. I don't think that the people that he's going to be playing against in that game are going to take that too lightly, though. So prepare to, you know, have a rough go at it when you see Chicago this year. But David Montgomery is all in on being a Detroit Lion. Definitely seems to be happy there in Detroit. But David Montgomery making some headlines, making some waves, maybe potentially making some Chicago Bears fans upset with his comments about uh, feeling a, a little slighted coming out of Chicago and how, you know, it just wasn't fun playing there. OTJs are definitely underway and the Detroit Lions have showcased a couple of things that are going to be important storylines throughout this offseason. Of course, the new secondary and how they're going to mesh under coach, uh, the, the establishment of roles when it comes to linebackers. You've got Jack Campbell, you've got Malcolm Rodriguez, you still got Derek Barnes, I think it's Barnes, yeah, Derek Derek Barnes, yeah, uh, and who else we got? Uh, also got Anzalone. So there's quite a few linebackers there and got to figure out who's going to be playing where and, and what their roles are going to be. So it's going to be pretty big um, off-season uh, storyline for the Lions. And of course, a new pair of running backs, just mentioned David Montgomery and also uh, having uh, Jameer Gibbs. So it's going to be uh, a set of storylines for you to pay attention to for the Detroit Lions. All right, so jumping over to Minnesota, Minnesota's OTAs are in progress. And one of the shining highlights from the OTAs 
is listening to Brian Flores speak. Now, I'm not going to lie. I think Brian Flores, like many people out there in the world, feel he should be a head coach already. But even if he's not going to be a head coach, you can tell that this is the kind of guy who's going to give you everything that he's got while he's doing his job. And you can tell from the conversations that he's having about his secondary and his defense that he is starting at the ground floor with some of these guys. Listening to the press conferences from the first week of OTAs, Brian Flores has really been talking about laying good foundations, doing the the groundwork for what's going to be a solid defense. If I were Minnesota, if I were a Minnesota fan, I'd believe in him. I I think that Brian Flores is going to take some very raw young pieces of that defense and turn them into a formidable group. It's going to take a while though. But I believe he can do it. Uh, you could tell in one of the press conferences he was given a talk about rookies and all that they need to help them find their identity. You're not talking about going out there and winning games. He's talking about how to establish personality, how to establish an identity with this group before you can start talking about the wins, right? You got to get the X's and O's. You got to understand those players. And it sounds like Brian Flores is doing that in OTAs very early on. So that is going to be certainly an upside for the Minnesota Vikings fans out there. And then the idea of moving a couple of their um, previous defensive players on and getting some salary cap, like I mentioned in the previous episode, is going to be able to allow them to go out and potentially sign a veteran or two that can help uh, Brian Flores with um, sort of player to player development of that message. So that's going to be a really cool storyline to watch as Minnesota makes their way uh, through the offseason. Some other things to watch in Minnesota. You've got Dalvin Cook. Uh, Dalvin Cook is going to be leaving. We talked about this last episode. They took him off the social media banner. So you know he's going. Just don't know where. There have been some rumors that Dalvin Cook could be headed to Dallas. Coming down here to Texas, going to the Cowboys. Now, that could be a very interesting move. They did move on from Ezekiel Elliott. He will be a great compliment to Tony Pollard, and that could really become a, a really successful a two-headed monster in the backfield for Dallas. Dalvin Cook's got a lot left in the tank. Despite some of the injuries, despite some of the lower producing seasons, I think he's still going to be a quality uh, player. And the Cowboys can probably get him for cheap. A couple of late, you know, second or third round draft picks, and you could probably own the rights to Dalvin Cook. And last thing uh, on the list for Minnesota is uh, the safety. Lewis Kine is back in practice with no limitations. He was the first round overall pick in 2022, uh, a safety for the Minnesota Vikings who ended up getting a broken leg against the Saints in their game in London last year. And he has been out ever since then trying to rehab a broken leg. The fact that he's now back in practice, back in OTAs with no limitations has to speak wonders to that Minnesota um, staff and training uh, group to get someone back fully ready to go um, after such a significant injury. So I'm glad to see that Lewis Kine is back in practice and back with that team again. He was a first round draft pick in 2022, which means it's only really his second season. A lot of youth on the back end of the defense. So even if he's back at full speed, 
still got to learn the game. And hopefully he spent some of that time in his offseason, not only rehabbing uh, physically, but also getting himself bought into the playbook and all of the, the, the workings of that defense. Moving on to Chicago. Chicago, uh, we're talking DJ Moore, Claypool, and Mooney, right? Are they the best wide receiver group, you know, group of three in the NFC North? I would have to say it's pretty close. Although Justin Jefferson by himself is probably the best receiving core on most teams. But Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison are certainly going to edge out the Chicago team of DJ Moore, Claypool, and Mooney. But it is still exciting to see in OTAs that Justin Fields and DJ Moore are making a connection. This is good to see. If you're a fan of Chicago or if you're not a fan of Chicago, because this is going to be a potentially dynamic offense. And with that, um, you're going to see a lot of points being scored by the Bears. Now, are they going to be able to stop people from scoring points? Going to be really important since they didn't sure up some of their defensive edge uh, opportunities that they had going into the draft. Uh, right now, free agency, they're still Two people that are rumored to be looked at by Chicago. That's uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat in uh, Washington. So you've got two players who could really help the Chicago Bears defensive line. And I would tell you the way that they have been spending money on defensive players. Don't don't think that Chicago will hesitate if there's an opportunity to go out and get these players. Don't think they're going to hesitate to go get them. Because Chicago is looking to really build a winning organization right now. Justin Fields recently was quoted uh, uh, saying, I'm not worried about a contract. I'm worried about wins. And I feel like that's the mentality right now of most of these Chicago Bears players. We're not worried about contracts. We're not worried about the talk going on in the division. We're just trying to win games. And that's what they're here to do. So seeing OTAs with DJ Moore and Claypool uh, and Justin Fields really getting connected, having some rumors about some potential defensive additions that could be coming to Chicago, uh, and really trying to figure out if um, if if the the wide receiver group from Chicago can live up to the potential hype that they had coming into last year, and certainly the hype that there is for DJ Moore coming in this year. All right, and lastly, we are going to wrap up with the Green Bay. Packers. So big announcement. Most people might have already known that the draft was going to be in Detroit in 2024, but it was recently announced that Green Bay will get the NFL draft in 2025. They are going to be the host city for the draft in 2025. You know what that means? Here comes a couple of bad seasons. They can get the number one draft pick in the 2025 draft when they're hosting the draft in Green Bay. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I talk to my buddies all the time about football. They're probably sick of it, whatever. But one of my friends told me I was hating on the fact that Green Bay got the draft in 2025 because I said Green Bay is boring. Now, admittedly, I've never actually been to Green Bay. So much of what I said was conjecture. But listen, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. Green Bay is a storied franchise. I hear 
now that I've done a little bit of research, that the city is really nice. The people there are friendly, despite how I feel about the Green Bay Packers in general, because I'm a Lions fan. I have to reconsider my contempt for the draft being in Green Bay, especially when they're not going to be good this year and likely not good the following year. That might set for a really exciting draft where they are coming in, like I said, first, second, third, fourth draft pick because their record's not going to lead them to much more than that. So Green Bay getting the 2025 draft, pretty exciting. Also, OTAs are in process and some more uh, quotes coming out. Matt LaFleur uh, did not have a ringing endorsement for Jordan Love. And again, it's like day two into OTA. So it's not like the season has begun and he is uh, saying the team is doomed, but he essentially said, Hey, Jordan Love's got some stuff that he needs to clean up. Like there's some good stuff, but then, you know, he's got to clean up some other stuff. So it's not like he came out and said, Hey, this is our quarterback of the future. We're all behind him. And he is coming out like, uh, like someone who's been studying the playbook. He said, ah, there's some good, there's some bad, you know, it's a coin toss, really. So, Matt LaFleur not really given a ringing uh, endorsement for Jordan Love. Uh, some more quotes coming out of Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Jones said, Green Bay is not in rebuild mode. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not going to eat this whole plate of tacos. It doesn't matter what I say out loud. My stomach knows that I'm eating that whole plate. Come on, Aaron Jones. Just because you guys still have solid running backs and a solid offensive line don't mean that you can't still be in rebuild mode. A quarterback, without that, you will be in like losing purgatory. Take a look at some of these orgs who just haven't been able to solidify a quarterback. You're talking about the Texans of the world, recently Carolina of the world. These teams have gone through some really challenging seasons because they didn't have a quarterback, even though they had other weapons. Aaron Jones, don't fool yourself. If Jordan Love is stumbling, you guys are going to be rebuilding. If Jordan Love keeps getting endorsements like there's some things he needs to clean up, uh, you're probably going to be looking at a rebuild. But just in time for you guys to get the draft in 2025, if you're still there, and draft you the quarterback of the future. Again, I like to go back to the fact that if I have a plate of tacos, I'm eating all those tacos. I don't care how you feel about it. Look, that is our show for the day. We've got you through the Lions, Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears, and the Green Bay Packers. I hope you guys are still here. If you are, I really do appreciate it. Uh, And if you're not, well, then you won't hear this part. I want you to come back next week. And if you do, please make sure that you got your bags packed because we are headed north. I'm Detron. Peace. You talking about football? Yeah. Football. NFC. North. Now let's talk football.